Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I am here to welcome you to episode number 99 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is March the 16th, and it is the year 2020. We've got a very good show for you today. The first segment, you're going to hear Samantha Monorail, Garrett Monorail, and myself giving you a review of the Regal Eagle the new barbecue location in the America Pavilion of Epcot's World Showcase. And then you will also hear us chat a little bit about the Hollywood Brown Derby. Two brand new experiences for us, and you know how we like our food and tasty treats. So definitely hang on for that. The second half of the show is our brand new recurring segment that is happening for the first time today. And that is, of course, when Nick Salcedo, our resident Disney travel planning expert, joins us to answer your Disney travel planning questions. This feels a little bit surreal in that we recorded this episode the day that Disney announced that the parks would be closing starting today, as you're hearing this, March 16th. And ever since then, there have been new developments in the Disney Parks situation, such as the college program ending abruptly, Disney sending all the college students home, giving them just a few days to figure it out. And then additionally, we heard that a lot of the live entertainment is being terminated from Epcot's World Showcase for an indefinite period of time. Now, it could be this is Disney's method of saving money so they don't have to pay them while there's this Disney Parks closure situation, and maybe they'll bring them right back. Still not the right thing to do. But, you know, if we have seen Matsuriza or um, the British Revolution for the last time, or the, you know, the juggler in Italy, or whoever else may be impacted by this, feels a little bit sad. I feel like the live entertainment is a huge part of Epcot's World Showcase, and it really brings it to life. And... While I realize these are like the low-hanging fruit items when it comes to trimming a budget, again, I don't think it's in the best interest of guest satisfaction. But I think we have to put all of this in perspective and really talk about the situation at hand, which is the coronavirus. And we're witnessing things that really we haven't seen in our lifetime. Just unprecedented steps being taken by businesses, by organizations, by governments in an effort to try to quell the spread of this pandemic. And I get it. And we all need to take it seriously. Now, I didn't want to make a whole show just talking about Disney and shutting down and, you know, the effects of the coronavirus on the public at large. I really wanted to try to be more positive and fun because I feel like one of the things that the Disney Parks does for all of us is it gives us an escape from reality, a break from real life, a chance to live in a fantasy world um, where we're safe from outside interference and and things that could 
really impact us in negative ways. And while the parks are closed, I feel like what better time for a Disney podcast to do that for Disney fans. So you're going to get a podcast that is fun and lighthearted in nature. We acknowledge the gravity of the situation that's going on right now. But at the same time, we want to give you a chance to have a break from thinking about that too much and just kick back and have a good time. So that is what I hope you're going to get from this podcast. But at the same time, I want to say to all of you, please be safe. Please stay healthy. I don't think there's any reason for mass hysteria or panic, but I think there's every reason to take the situation seriously and try to make sure that for all of us, our loved ones and everyone we could come in contact with, that we are being safe and making prudent choices for all of us. So with that being said, you know, our thoughts are with all of those people who are impacted not just by the virus, but the uh, impacts of the virus, the uh, the closures, the the discontinue of, of work, the uncertainty, whatever it may be. And all of us here at Monday Morning Monorail, we're thinking of you. We're sending you positive vibes. Be strong. The amazing thing about the human species is that we find a way to go on amid, you know, horrible, very challenging situations. So the, the song that comes to mind is We Go On. And I'm going to I'm going to roll that up right now. I'm going to let that fade in. I want to listen to that for just a couple of minutes as we get into the first segment. But thank you all so much for listening. I hope that everything is is going okay in your neck of the woods, and I hope that it stays that way. And we're going to be here with you doing this podcast the same way as we always have. Don't forget, mark those calendars, March 22nd, 830, Sunday. I know you're all going to be home. You should be. So dial in, listen to the live show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a blast and we'll, we'll stay on as long as you all want to and we'll chat Disney and have a good time. Um, also, you're going to want to stay tuned to the end of this show, especially if you submitted a question for Nick because I will do a drawing from those people that submitted a question by the deadline and whoever is selected is going to win Epcot International Flower and Garden Reusable Straws. They're very cool. One of them has kind of a Spaceship Earth design on it. It says Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival 2020. The other has Mickey and he's eating, I guess, an apple is what it looks like. And he's wearing overalls or maybe an apron, probably a gardening apron, gardening apron. Um, and then we also got you a, a keychain that's very cool. It's almost like a rose goldy color. And then it's got Mickey and it's a spinner and it has all these flower and garden signs on it. Very cool stuff. So. I'm going to draw a name at the very end, so stay tuned for that. Without further ado, let's get into our reviews of the Regal Eagle Smokehouse and Hollywood Brown Derby. Talk to you all soon.
So we had a first time experience yesterday, the three of us sitting at this table um, at a restaurant that we had wanted to go to and just hadn't made it to yet because we don't eat a lot of sit down meals at Hollywood studios. Apparently not. But we decided to try out the Hollywood Brown Derby for lunch yesterday and I thought it was great. I loved it. And it's the same option for lunch as it is for dinner. Yeah. And it's very good. Very, very good. Yeah. You can't really... It's not on the same level as like sci-fi or primetime. I think those are like your... Let's call those like standard table service. Mm -hmm. This is more of a signature dining experience Mm -hmm. because it's it's more expensive. It feels a little fancier. Mm -hmm. The food options are definitely fancier. Yeah. Garrett felt a little bit like there wasn't anything on the menu for him because it's all like, it's not just, you can't just get like a burger. Right. You can't just get something like basic like that. But what did you think, Garrett? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. We made him try some new stuff. I think, what was your favorite thing? I don't remember. I thought it was the scallops. The scallops were good. Good or great? Well, I mean, I wasn't like freaking out. Well, I thought they were delicious. What we tend to do when we try new places is we try to order for the table and then everybody just try a little bit of all of the different food items that we order. Right. So we did that and we, in this case, since it was lunch, we didn't want to over order. So we only ordered only, I say, and it it was a lot of food. We got two appetizers and then we got two entrees Mm -hmm. and split that out amongst the table. We also ordered drinks. And Sam, let's start with that because I know that you are like a noted old fashioned critic yeah. in terms of the Dis- Walt Disney World Resort. So what did you think about this old fashioned that you got from the Round Derby? So it wasn't as good as some other old fashions I've had. And I think the reason why at first I was like, oh my gosh, it's really strong. And it was, it was a lot of bourbon, but that's usually how it is for an old fashioned. But they put too much bitters in it. It was shocking to the taste buds. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I was fine with it, but you can put too much bitters in it just kind of makes it a little much. And I, one of the cool things that they did though, was they used real sugar in it. Um, so, you know, that's nice, but mm-hmm. also there's a reason why people use simple syrup because all that sugar just floated yeah, to the bottom dissolve. and sat there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So simple syrup. Uh, I, the simple syrup would have probably been a better <laughs> idea, but it's cool. It was good. I, uh, I love old fashions, so... Where, um, what is the best place to get an old-fashioned, in your opinion? Oh, Enzo's Hideaway. Enzo's Hideaway? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. That was from um, Nate, who told asked me to go try that whenever I first moved here. Interesting. Nate Hardy, I believe. Nate Hardy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I tried that out, and great recommendation. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's the hazelnut old-fashioned. Yeah. I ended up going with a pomegranate whiskey sour. So a little bit about me is my drink of choice when we go to a lounge is to get a whiskey sour. Unless there is a signature pink drink I can try. Because, of course, I've got to have my signature pink drink. It's so funny. You and I like are are reversed on our drinks. Yeah. Well, and in a lot of ways. Yeah, no kidding. Opposites <laughs> attract. I decided to try the pomegranate. And actually, this kind of is like purpley pink, right? The pomegranate whiskey sour. (laughs) So I ended up getting it anyway. But I do like whiskey sours quite a bit. And this one was very tasty. It was was almost a little tart Mm -hmm. um, in in addition to... I mean, I know sour is tart, but this is a little different. It was like a 
pomegranate tart, you know? Yeah. So it was good. I liked it. Um, I liked yours too. I, if I went back and I was told, you know, which one would you prefer? I would prefer yours. I will give a shout out to Norma, our friend Norma, mm-hmm. Allison's mom, mm-hmm. who told us that we did it wrong anyway. We should have gone with the margarita flight. I, I can't. Yeah, move. I know. I should have. Yeah. I should have done it. I'll do it next time. Maybe if we sit on the patio, we can get a margarita flight. I think we should do that. Yeah. But apparently that's highly recommended there as well. Jared, so, where'd you get the drink? A Coke. <laughs> a soda. <laughs> and how was that Coke? Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> was it the best soda on property? No. Okay. That's probably at Disney Springs up there on that Coca-Cola Sky Bar or whatever they call that thing. Yeah, you can get a lot of good drinks up there. Um, yeah, they've got some cool ones. They didn't have Melon Frosty, though. They, they didn't. Said they did. They, they, it was on the menu, but they didn't they actually have out. it. Yeah. yeah, if you're looking for that Melon Frosty, now that Club Cool is closed, you have to go to the Skipper's Canteen. I'd say Melon Frosty is probably the best soda on property. Okay. I, you know, it's really Garrett, good. If they have it at Skipper's Canteen, next time we'll just go in and ask them if we could just purchase one to go. And get you one at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah, Why not? I don't know if you're allowed to do that. You, you're just going to go up to like the hostess and say, can we get a melon frosty? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that. I will do it. And you watch there. All right. I'll, I'll give them my card. They can charge me like it was a table. And we'll leave. Stay tuned. We'll see how this goes. It's I might film work. it. Do it. All right, let's talk about the food. For appetizers, we went with the pan-seared sea scallops and roasted pork belly. That comes on a cauliflower silk with red onion gastric and it was $17 I thought it was delicious those cauliflowers were big those cauliflowers I was gonna say it was those scallops those scallops were big and and very meaty yeah. they were cooked perfectly the, the pork, pork belly, belly was, was good awesome. too we haven't been finding good no. pork belly we've had very bad luck with pork belly the pork belly was delicious this appetizer is $17 if you're interested and I would highly recommend it Garrett what were your thoughts on that pretty pretty good it was tasty. Yeah. We like scallops. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I um, really enjoyed the cauliflower puree that they put on there. With the, I was eating the red onion with it and mm-hmm. just scooping it up. Man, that was, I, I would have taken more of yeah. that with the red onion on top because it was so good. It was very good. We also tried the heirloom tomato and buffalo mozzarella salad. This comes with shaved onions, Thai basil, germolata. And calama- calamansi? I don't know what all that is. Germolata and calamansi. That sounds like it's two the, characters the in some sort of Calamansi is a vinaigrette. Oh, okay. That was $13. And it was like a caprese almost. Like, you just get the mozzarella and you get the um, chi- the mozzarella and the tomato and... Um, basil. Basil. Yeah. It was, I, it was good. I, I don't know that I'd do it again. I would, but that's because I love tomatoes. Yeah. Like... I have a, it's weird because Kenna hates tomatoes, like absolutely hates them. And I would eat tomatoes like apples. Mm. I think they're so good. Oh, I love tomatoes too. And they do give you some big fat slices of tomato. Those were beefsteak tomatoes yeah. and that, and like heirloom tomatoes and stuff. And I love those. Those are my favorite. Garrett didn't really try that, did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> he abstained from the rabbit food. That's too bad. They do offer a famous Cobb salad on the appetizer menu. I've heard really good things about their Cobb salad. So if you ever, if you're a Cobb salad person, I would give it a try and you can add chicken and add shrimp to that Cobb salad, but the base Cobb salad's $11. So there are, there are options that are reasonably priced. Now for entrees, we decided to share a couple seafood options. We went with the, uh, Chopino 
which is lobster tail, scallop, shrimp, calamari, and seasonal fish braised in a tomato and seafood broth. That's $46, and it was so good. It was very good. <laughs> it was actually recommended to us by our chef. We had our chef, our waiter. We had our eye on it anyway, mm-hmm. and so when he mentioned it, we were like, absolutely. And I liked the bread in it because they put black olive bread, so it's an olive bread um, that's in there, and they grill it, and it's a little hard, but if you let it soak in that uh, broth, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was very tasty. The other thing we got is not actually on the menu if you look at it online, but we got shrimp and grits. And we're kind of, I would say, as you are an old-fashioned connoisseur, mm-hmm. the two of us together, we've had a lot of shrimp and grits we over the years. We love shrimp and grits. This was very good. It was definitely like upscale shrimp and grits. Yeah. Even though the shrimp was like breaded and fried a little bit. Yeah, that... I would I would just take a big bowl of those grits. The grits were creamy and delicious. Mm-hmm. And there was like a cilantro. Oh, what would you so call gross. that? It was some yeah. sort of a sauce. I mixed them, the grits and the cilantro and the shrimp all together. I thought it was so good. It was tasty. But I will say about that, portion was a bit small. It was too small. Yeah. So like if you were having that as your entree, I think you'd have to have something with it. Like if you had a soup or a salad or something with that, that'd probably be fine. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but the Chopino, I mean, you're paying for it. It's $46, but it was a big portion. It was giant. Like was it was enough to share. There. Yeah. The shrimp and grits wasn't enough to share. No. It was good that we were splitting things up the way they did. We each got two of the shrimp, but the grits was just really like a layer, a small layer of grits on the plate yeah. and you just kind of dipped it in there. It wasn't like a bowl of grits. I would love to have a bowl of those grits. I don't know. Don't you think it'd be a lot? Cause they're kind of, they were rich and creamy. I don't oh know. Oh my God. I could do it. It was good though. I didn't like. <clears throat> having a spoonful of grits and just drinking it. Yeah. You don't really drink grits, though. Grits are supposed to be like a different consistency where you actually have to eat them. Yeah. But, but like, these were creamier. They were a little more liquidy than what... They weren't liquidy. It's, these weren't like the grits you get from Cracker Barrel. They were. No, those are gross. <laughs> they were pretty liquidy. No, they weren't. Are you kidding? It was more of a sauce than it was like a... No, it wasn't. It was a lot like a sauce, actually. It it was hardened, like as it cooled off, like the cheese was hardening up a little bit. I thought it was awesome. I thought it, I thought it not, was supposed to be like a sauce. Yeah, I'm not saying anything bad. I thought it was delicious. I just don't think it was like your traditional consistency of grits, in my opinion. But I wish I could take those grits, put a fried egg and some bacon on top, and smash it all together and eat it. All oh, right. Now I'm hungry again. Happens every time. <laughs> so I can't tell you how much the shrimp and grits were because I don't see it on the menu online. I but think it was like 22. I think you're right. It was somewhere in the mid-20s maybe. Yeah. There was, there was like a filet. Yeah. There is a filet on the menu, that, which um, is $49. Yeah. char grill filet. Yeah. I think Garrett wishes we would have gotten a filet. No. I saw it and I was like, that looks tasty, but it's $49. Yeah. Well, I mean, we spent 46 on the Chopino, so. Yeah. That's less than 49. <laughs> I guess. But you're right about that. You got me there, buddy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Hollywood Brown Derby surprised me with how good I thought it was. I I like the interior, like the the feeling of the restaurant or ambiance. Oh, and I really loved the fact that they had a street mo person yeah. in there. Yeah, there in was. character. Like a citizen of Hollywood character yeah. was walking through talking to people she's always really fun uh she has like a latin accent and she wears all red and um 
She's always pretty fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah, she came to our table while the waiter was trying to serve our drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, who is Pat? Because his name tag said Pat. He didn't even introduce himself yeah, as he, Pat. He wasn't Pat, but he was wearing Pat's name tag. Yeah, for some she was like, that's not your name. <laughs> and he, he didn't say anything, but left us wondering, like... Does he just have to wear a name tag? Yeah, and so he grabbed one? I imagine he lost his name tag or something and grabbed someone else's. So that day he was Pat. Because <laughs> you certainly have to. If you're a cast member, you have to wear a name tag. Yeah. yeah. So, But for the day, he was Pat. But he did a great job. And it was a delicious meal. And I would go back there for sure. I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. I would put that meal, in terms of the food quality, it's over sci-fi and 50s primetime. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely. It's much better. Yeah. So... If you're looking for high quality... That's it. At a price, Mm -hmm. then Hollywood Brown Derby's good. I still might go to the Diamond Horseshoe first, though. But not that's not at Hollywood Studios. I know, but you could just hop over to the Magic Kingdom and eat there, because that place is awesome. Yeah. Let's stay on the food subject for a minute, and let's talk about the Regal Eagle. We finally got a chance to go to Epcot last weekend and sample some delicious smoked meats. I did not. Garrett did not. The first thing I want to say, though, about Regal Eagle before we get to the food, I was disappointed. I mean, I knew that I was going to be disappointed with the amount of Muppets theming. If you're not looking for it, you would miss it. Yeah. If you're not looking at the Regal Eagle sign that has Sam Eagle on it, and if you're not really paying attention to the walls where they have some occasional references to Muppets, you would totally miss it. Yeah. It's not a Muppets restaurant. No. It's it's unfortunate. They really they really toned down the Muppets theming, um, and it, I don't know. Come on, just make it Muppets. I think Pizza Rizzo might actually be heavier themed than Regal Eagle. Yeah, yeah, because it's got that giant sign with Rizzo on it. You mm-hmm. can't miss it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's in the Muppets courtyard. Yeah. At least I mean you. At least you're surrounded by Muppets. You got Gonzo's bathroom right outside. <laughs> Well, and even just saying Regal Eagle, it doesn't necessarily have to be Sam, you know? Yeah, they could easily change that quickly. It could just be, like, the eagle that we use on the presidential seal. Yeah, which I thought, like, honestly, I'm thinking that at some point that could very easily be changed over and it would have no Muppets presence. I hate that. They sell some merchandise with Sam on it. Mm Mm-hmm. But there you go. So that was disappointing. But I would say the food was not. No, it was awesome. It was very, very good. So, and I was going to say, they have sauces out that you can add. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, with out of the choices they had there, the mustard one and the brisket sauce were my favorite. They were both good, yeah. Yeah. The vinegar-based one I liked, too. Yeah, the vinegar one was good, too. Yeah. yeah. We ended up doing a similar thing like we did when we went to Hollywood Brown Derby, where we all ordered an entree, but we... Um, shared everything so we tried it in this in this case uh, mckenna was with us so we had three entrees we got the kansas city smoked half chicken we got the sliced texas beef brisket sandwich and we also got the ribs the memphis dry rub pork ribs the ribs are 15.99 the half chicken's 13.99 and the beef brisket sandwich is 12.99 so the Half chicken and the ribs come with a little piece of Texas toast, and then you get to pick a side. The brisket sandwich has toast on it, but you still get to pick a side. So we picked three sides. We got the pickles, we got the mac and cheese, and we got fries. Onion rings. Onion rings, that's right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of the last one. I'm like, surely we, we, surely we got fries. No, we yeah. got, you're right. We got onion rings. Onion rings. And it's funny that I forgot that one because the onion rings were really good. Like, I, I liked them I too. I thought they were pretty tasty. I really liked their macaroni and cheese. The macaroni and cheese was good. The house-made pickles were really yeah, good. those were awesome. Honestly, I didn't... There wasn't anything there that I was disappointed in. It was all very good. Now, we've had some very good ribs on property. Yeah. So it's very difficult to say that um, the ribs here... Beat Morimoto. ...would go over uh, Morimoto or Nomad Lounge. Or Nomad, yeah. But I think out of all of them, Morimoto... Nomad Lounge ribs are so good. But, man, those Morimoto ribs are amazing. I don't know what I would put in first place. But this certainly is a good option. Like, if you like ribs and you like a dry rub barbecue, because that's what these are. Oh, it's good. And you can put sauce on there. Yeah. They're, they're tasty. It was a good rib. It's yeah. not They weren't, like, overly fatty. Like, it was good. It was awesome. And they have, um, in front of Regal Eagle, they have, like, a smoker, a big, mm-hmm. giant black smoker. The guy would come out, like, one of the chefs, and uh, open it up and check the meat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting out there this past weekend um, with Allison, and when he would open it, everybody was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It smells great. <laughs> this was one of the things I was really hoping when they announced that this restaurant was going to be in the American Pavilion, because now when you walk through there, it just smells delicious. Well, yeah. And actually, we were somewhere, and I'm pretty sure we were all feeling like we could smell that meat. Yeah. It makes sense since it's the American Pavilion that you smell barbecue. Yeah. I agree. And uh, in America, we really do make different versions of barbecue. Yeah. And um, I think they all are really good. Mm -hmm. Some of them, of course, you know, being from the South, we... We prefer. We prefer kind of like a spicy vinegar one. Well, I do. Um, But they're... Kansas City barbecue is good. Yeah. Plus, whenever you're in like a neighborhood and you're walking around, sometimes you smell barbecue and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes you want to meet your neighbor. <laughs> meet the neighbor. <laughs> yeah. So so this restaurant, like the idea behind it is that it's supposed to be a barbecue competition. And so that's why there's different barbecues from the different, you know, regions of America represented on the menu. And... I think like you can get there's an option of getting a three meat platter where you can try several of the different. I think that's a really good choice. I know you can't go wrong there. Um, if if you're a person who wants to sample, that would be the way to go. But or do what we did and just get full entrees and everybody split it. Right. What did you think about the half chicken? I liked it, but you definitely. I mean, it is soft. That chicken is. It tender. was very tender. Yeah. It's very good, but it tastes like chicken. You know, because it's chicken. <laughs> And so you need to dip it in some sauce to, you know, give it more barbecue. Yeah. I mean, it tastes smoked. Yeah. So smoked chicken's awesome. Yeah. It was smoky. It was good. I liked putting the, like, I thought the brisket sauce was good on the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it or was the mustard. I the really... mustard was good on the chicken, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so that was a good one. And then the the last thing was the sandwich. The Texas toast is like really thick. Like I don't think you necessarily need the sandwich. Like if I if if I was going to give you a recommendation, you really wanted that brisket, I would do a three meat platter and get the brisket as one of your meats. Yeah, um, you're going to get a piece of Texas toast if you want it, and then you you have the option of trying two other meats. But the brisket was very good. I think I would rank them in terms of the three platters. I would probably put like just the meat, not necessarily the sandwich, but I'd put the brisket number one. In, in terms of the meat, I would put the ribs two and then the chicken three mm-hmm. for me. 
Um, for the sauces, I think I might go that vinegar sauce, number one. I really liked it. Yeah, the vinegar sauce was really good. Yeah. I just, that brisket sauce. Um, it was good. Probably was my favorite. Yeah, it would be up there. But, man, I can't wait to go back. What a great quick service option. It is quick service. So yeah. you just go up to the counter, you order, you have to, there's a lot of indoor seating, but there's some outside too. Yeah, there is outside seating. Um, and then, in addition to the interior quick service location, they've got a Regal Eagle bar bar yeah outside and it's almost a full bar it's very nearly a full bar and they have some specialty drinks and i gotta tell you i am a huge fan of tipsy ducks in love i've been saying for a long time i think that's my favorite world showcase drink you get that from the joy of tea over in china they've got a frozen mint julep at this regal eagle bar that is just if you're a fan of mint it was mind-blowing how good it was Mm-hmm. It was so tasty and just so refreshing, like cold, that mint. It just hits you just right. And I'll, and they give you like a big straw. This is the kind of thickness of a straw you need if you're going to drink like a milkshake at Beaches and Cream, but they don't give you the big thick ones. Yeah. But um, they give you a big thick straw so you can suck it up. And I just, yeah, it's a contender in my heart. I mean, they I've had four different drinks there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the mint julep. They have a blackberry moonshine drink. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. But it's almost Kool-Aid-y, so yeah. it gets a little sweet after a while. But they put giant, real giant blackberries in it. And I'm like, I, I love I love berries in general, just eating yeah. berries. So I was fine with that. And then um, I've also had the strawberry daiquiri. And I had the Texas Moscow mule. Mm. And... I, All of them good? I like everything. Yeah. All drinks for me. That Moscow Mule sounds interesting, I feel like, because they make it with Tito's, right? It's, I think so. Yeah, because that's a Texas yeah. vodka, so that's why it's Texas. Yeah. Um, but there's better vodkas in Texas, by the <laughs> way, people. Um, but yeah, it's, it is good. And they use um, that Fever Tree ginger beer. And um, that's a good ginger beer. If you just like ginger beer, um, get a bottle of that to drink because they make good it's not just a mixer it's actually a soda yeah so well i'm excited to go back we have to go back because garrett didn't get to try it i know garrett needs yeah. to go and i <clears throat> what do although you barbecue want? isn't really like my thing <laughs> well but you would like this one i think there's enough different types that you wouldn't have to just get like sweet baby ray's barbecue or I something i mean i'm interested yeah and you and like the dry rub stuff you might like even more than the saucy stuff who knows I think this might change your mind on barbecue, actually. I think it might, too. So, we'll have to give it a shot. That'll be an experiment. Now we have to do it. Yeah. See if it'll make Garrett fall in love with barbecue. He likes my barbecue. You do. When Mom makes barbecue at home, you like it. Yeah. I guess that's just a compliment to your barbecue cooking. Well, no. I just know how to spice up a a bottle of sauce. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, definitely recommend Regal Eagle. I, I feel like... It is heavy, so for a lunch option, it, it's a heavy meal. You're, you're going to get the meat sweats. You're going to need a little nap after you eat that barbecue. Yeah. You're going to be all sauced up. Yeah. Have barbecue under your fingernails. Um, so I kind of feel like it's maybe better for dinner. I just feel like that might be a heavy option for lunch. But I, I could do it. Yeah, but I could do it. Give me that frozen mint julep. It'll cool it off, I guess. Yeah. So... Highly recommend both of those places. So excited we got to do it. And, uh, and definitely, if you, if you have any questions about any of it, let us know. All right, let's take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. 
ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to introduce a brand new segment to the monorail. It's something I've been talking about for a couple of weeks, and I can't tell you how excited I am to get this started. When we launched this podcast, there were really, I would say, two goals. One was to be able to talk Disney and just nerd out about it. Two was actually to potentially help people when they're planning their trips to the Walt Disney World Resort because we think about, well, maybe I should say I think about Disney all the time and maybe there are others out there who want to travel down but don't spend nearly as much time thinking about this sort of thing as I do. And so when we started the podcast, I had this dream that, yeah, we're going to have some fun be funny, have a good time with the family and talk about Disney stuff, but actually maybe we can do some good and help some people who don't come very much to Disney and don't have all the time in the world or all the money in the world, but they want to make the most of their trips. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the segment we're introducing today is the culmination of the dream, that very dream that I had when we launched the podcast. And so without further ado, it is now time to answer your Disney travel planning questions and in order to do that the best way that we could possibly do it, we got to bring in an expert. So joining us immediately on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast is our resident Disney travel planning extraordinaire. That is our good buddy, Nick Salcedo Monorail. Nick, <laughs> welcome back to the Monorail. Hey, Monorails. Thank you so much for having me back. We've talked about this in the past, and I'm super excited to talk a little bit of Disney this this evening and we'll answer some Disney questions and hopefully plan some trips here coming up. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Nick, I'm excited to have you. I, like I said, anytime I talk about you, I always say you bring some legitimacy to this podcast. We desperately need it because we know nothing and we just like to play Disney experts on TV. Oh, I'm becoming an expert. <laughs> Compared to when I started um, to where I am now, uh, there's a reason people like Nick exist, so you don't waste your money like I did yeah. on the very first trip. Well, that's the thing that we've learned the most is like, you got to talk to a Disney travel plan planning yeah. expert. That's easy for me to say. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, so here we are, and we are setting out on a journey that's going to be a continuing segment on this show hopefully once a month we'll see it, you know if things come up things happen and we don't always get to do it that that might be the case and we'll just have to play catch up but we're going to try to be pretty you know regular with this and and get to your questions and get you the information that you need at least once a month yeah i was a little bit concerned when we decided to launch this that maybe we wouldn't get any questions and then we would just be trying to like make up questions I shouldn't have been concerned. We got plenty. Yeah, we did. We got quite a few. Yeah. So I'm very excited to get to those. And I know Nick is going to have a lot of really good information. And, you know, maybe we'll throw in a nugget here and there. If we. I mean, you're throwing in lots of nuggets. Oh, thanks. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm like an old prospector that way. <laughs> yeah. So... I gave you all a lot of different options in order to send us questions that you might have. I told you we had the tweet pinned to our profile that you could put your questions um, in the comments. I told you that we had a post on Facebook. I told you about our email. I told you about our voicemail. And we actually got at least one question by all four of those methods. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I'm going to start us off because I feel like it's the most relevant topic that we could poss possibly talk about tonight. Um, the first question comes from one familiar face or voice 
and it came through the voicemail, so you're going to hear the voice, and here it is. Hi, my name is Landon D., first-time listener, long-time caller. I have a question for Nick. Nick, unfortunately, the coronavirus is kind of an issue in America and around the world. Does Capture the Magic Vacation have any plans in place if, unfortunately, your plans are impacted by this coronavirus? I'll hang up and take your comments off air. <laughs> so, Landon the Dawes Done, or I don't know if he wanted us to expose that that was Landon the Dawes Done, but, but <laughs> it was. It's Landon D. Thank Landon D. <laughs> uh, bringing the heat right off the top. Um, but, you know, it's an extremely relevant topic. The funny thing about this call is he actually left that voicemail on March the 7th. And we're recording this on the 12th. I don't think he had any idea how this topic would be even more relevant as we record tonight. So, so Nick. But it is Monday. Well, it is Monday on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Yes. Don't get confused, but yeah. we record in the past. Timey-wimey. <laughs> um, so, Nick, we just heard the news. In fact, you just shared it with us that Walt Disney World coming this Sunday. So, as you're hearing this yesterday is going to be shutting down through the end of the month until at least the first part of April. So obviously it's impacting people. So what kinds of things are you hearing from those individuals that you're helping plan vacations? And what kinds of things are people trying to do um, understanding that maybe their vacations are impacted by this global issue? Yeah, so the closure of Walt Disney World on Sunday the 15th, that was one of the big things that happened the other thing that happened earlier today was the closing of disneyland same thing they're both going to be closed uh through the month of march they open up as of right now tentatively for april 1st disney cruise line also did the same thing uh, and i think that was released a very similar time frame for the walt disney world resort as well that as of i think i think that one's still sunday no more new cruises, yeah. no no more disembarkments of any cruise lines after Sunday. So they're going to shut that down for a while as well. And I think even before that, they made those announcements. Disney has been doing the right thing. They're getting ahead of what they were looking for as far as the foreseeable future, how the coronavirus was going to affect their business with all three Disneyland, Walt Disney Resort, the cruise lines as well as their parks overseas. So they've done a lot preemptively to change their cancellation policies. If you want to cancel your trip, they're waiving cancellation fees. If you want to change anything with your vacation package, like let's say you're traveling March, April, anytime uh, upcoming, they're allowing you to um, change those reservations and making them anytime uh, within the calendar year of 2020. So if you wanted to cancel your trip in April and then reschedule that for October, you're 100% able to do it. There's no cancellation fees or rescheduling or anything, any penalties on you for that. Same thing with uh, the cruise line. If you wanted to reschedule your cruise for, I think with the cruise line, they give you a little bit longer, like a 12 month window from your sailing date. So they give you a lot more time They'll apply all the funds and everything that you've already paid as a credit for whatever cruise cruise you want to sail, uh, whatever resort package that you have. You're going to apply that to your reservation that you're going to be using later on in the year. So I think that was one uh, good aspect that Disney was out in front of and 
made those changes already. Mm. So that kind of helps us out a ton. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And the other aspect of that is this, like a lot of people plan their trips so far in advance. And a lot of people, this is like their one time vacation that they're going to go down to Walt Disney World. It's not a cheap thing. They're really saving up a lot and spending a lot of money to go down there. And if something like this happens, you know, as quickly as it did, having the travel insurance, I think that this is one of the rare cases that you probably would need it. And it helps you out a ton because you can cover a lot of the costs that otherwise you might miss if you did go down, like, let's say um, your trip starts on Saturday, you do go down on Saturday and then bam, Disney World's closed on Monday. So you're you're out a lot of things, airfare being one of the big ones. If you do stay offside, that travel insurance is going to make a tremendous difference, helping you to recover that cost as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff that we were talking about, if you are working with myself or any travel agent, we do all the legwork of covering all that stuff for you. You want to make the changes, you go through me. I'll sit on the phone with Disney and then we'll restructure, replan all this stuff. So we find a time that works best for you so we can reschedule everything as well. Wow. It's just, you, while you were talking about that, I was just thinking about how, like, you're right, this could be somebody's, you know, once in 10 years or maybe once in a lifetime trip that falls during this time frame. Yeah. And can you imagine if you had snagged something like Victoria and Albert chef table oh or my something God, cry. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden it's canceled, like how disappointing. Cry. Yeah. I would be very sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, that wouldn't be our situation, would it, Justin? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not yet. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all about being safe and keeping people healthy. So, yes, it's disappointing, but it's awesome to hear that Disney's going to be so flexible to try to help people get rebooked and and they're not going to charge any fees for cancellations and things like that. That's all of that's really, really good news. Um, But I'm just thinking about like, we're so close you know that's of course as you're hearing this monday the parks are closed like this is happening but they just announced it just uh, you know four or five days in advance of that happening people mm-hmm. have already they, they're packed at oh, this yeah. point you they're, know they're taking off of work yeah which also takes like coordination you can't just leave work you know right so man that's that is just it, it I guess the big thing is just understand, you know, there's a lot of people being impacted by this and just be, be patient and try There's, I'm sure that cast members that are taking calls at this time are taking a lot of heat. Yeah. So try to be patient with those people too. And, or work with somebody like Nick, let them do all your rebooking. And then you don't have to, you know, Nick's always good to the cast members. We know he's going to, he's going to be a friendly guy. Exactly. (laughs) Got Got it. Okay, so very good. Yeah, that was just a, a very timely question, and and it's something that you know obviously it's going to be going on for a couple of weeks. That and who knows? Hopefully not longer than that. But yeah, yeah. just everybody wow. stay safe, stay healthy out there. Yeah, right. seriously. Yeah, or you know, wouldn't it be cool if that pre-show and flight of passage actually really did did like sterilize everybody? Like, well, <laughs> they should do that, <laughs> but they should do it throughout the line. <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole line. All right. Yeah, did you see those uh, foggers that Delta has that they use on their plane to sanitize it? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it looks like just like a, a mini um, little blower that you blow off your 
sidewalks like your yard with, but yeah. it, it sprays sanitation stuff, and that's how they clean their planes with. Oh, you can wow. see a cat running through the line and huh. sanitizing everybody, spraying them down. Yeah. Something. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like spray, spray me. me. Do it. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump over to Twitter now where we got a majority of our questions, and I'll try to do this in some sort of a logical progression. But Allison, our good friend Allison, right off the bat, at WDW Minibar chimed in, and um, she asked a kind of big question that when I looked at it, I was thinking, this could be a whole episode. Yeah. And I do think that we probably should make this an episode, but... I think for the purposes tonight, we want to we want to be able to answer the question. So I'm going to throw this to you, Nick, and let you and I let's refrain from jumping in on this one. Okay, as, as many opinions as we might have. I have lots of opinions. We're going to leave this one to Nick. <laughs> okay. Okay, Nick. Here it is. Lightning round. Which resort within each category is the best in your opinion, and what are your favorite amenities at each? So, all right. <laughs> See if you can answer that in that's ten words or less. No. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, that's that's a that's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> but as quickly, efficiently as we can, value resort. I'm going art of animation. The big blue pool is phenomenal. The food court, my girls love it, and that might come up in another question in the future. And now with the uh, skyliner taking you back and forth oh, yeah. from. Art of animation and pop. I think that sets it at a next level value resort. Yeah, for sure. Uh, going for the moderates now. We love, and it is very hard for us not to stay at Port Orleans Riverside. The ambiance of the resort, the river. We love that river, Sasagula River. Just going out, taking a walk from there to French Quarter. Phenomenal, and then just have on the boat uh, that'll take you from the resort to Disney Springs. That's a different way to travel, and it is a very nice, calming, relaxing, sensation feel trip. It's it's awesome. We love that that one. Uh, for deluxe, our heart will always be at the Poly, the Polynesian Resort. That's where we are DVC members. If I couldn't stay at any other resort for now for eternity, it'd be the Poly. Mm. I love that resort. The from everything for. Um, as soon as you walk in, the the feel of resort, the sound of the music, the just the scenery. We're in the tropic Polynesian. It's it's just amazing. Even when you walk in the lobby, we love the smell of the place. Yeah, it smells just very uniquely Polynesian. And um, I know there might be some people that don't really side with me on this, but I it's mean, you can get all that killer pineapple. Right. <laughs> you get them dull whips whenever. Yeah. Usually I get it with breakfast. It's a side <laughs> with my waffle. That yeah. sounds pretty good to me. The killer pineapple there is just not not appealing to me. <laughs> no, those are those are all amazing answers and um not I again, I won't chime in at this time, but I just wanted to say about smells. I is there any other place in the world? <laughs> I wanted to say something so bad. Keep right. going. Is there any other place in the world besides Disney where smells are so much associated with not just the resorts but the restaurants and the rides? I mean, like, and and I know Disney actually like pumps smells into places too, so it is a thing. But you just don't hear that about any other place in the world. Like, oh well. We love going to Six Flags because it smells like sweat and salt all day. Yeah, uh, it's like, gross. I mean, you know, 
It's just, I don't know. That's just a uniquely Disney thing, I feel like. And, yeah. And it, I think it's a, a excellent reason to love the Polynesian, for sure. All right. Yeah. yeah. Very good. You, you survived that one. That was... <laughs> but again, I think, you know, we'll throw it out there to Allison. If you want to come on an episode and, and we'll talk through the resorts and talk about our favorites and we'll do that. Just just the t- me, Sam, Nick, and Allison. I think we should do it. I think we should, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be talk awesome. All, all right. be a long episode. It would. <laughs> it would be really It would fun. be a long one, but it'd be fun. It would be fun. So we got a question from Adam, our friend over at the Mouse and More podcast. That's at the Mouse and More. And he wants to know, where's the best place for chicken nuggets or or kids food in general? He Adam was recently disappointed to find out that Garrett doesn't even really like chicken nuggets from the Magic Kingdom <laughs> or from any of the parks. Um, I think that devastated Adam. So now he, he needs somebody to help him out here. And wh- where would you recommend somebody if they're a chicken nugget connoisseur? Well- where would I, they get them? I just want to know why Adam wants to know this. Uh, he loves them. He loves chicken he loves nuggets and chicken kids nuggies. meals really a lot. Yeah. Adam, we got to talk, man. <laughs> I love food. I could help you uh, <laughs> enhance your variety. <laughs> yeah. I think he admits his palate is not that developed. Oh, so. gosh. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So Continue. Where, where can you find those nuggets, Nick? So with my girls, they really... From time to time, they they like a good chicken nugget. And I'd have to say in Magic Kingdom is our definite go-to. There's Golden Oak Outpost in Magic Kingdom. I think it's out there by uh, Tortuga Tavern, Pecos Bill, somewhere out there with the chicken nuggets and also the waffle fries. Mm -hmm. That's a meal that'll that'll get you through the day. It's a pretty phenomenal one, and it's it's really, really good. The other one, which is a definite go-to, which we do... Every time we're in Magic Kingdom, right before we're going to sit down and post up with our spot and uh, waiting for Happily Ever After is Casey's Corner. There you go. Can't go wrong there with pretty much anything that they have. <laughs> it's a really good spot. Yeah. Um, also, a very unique one on the other side of the park in Tomorrowland. Cosmic Rays is not It's not a bad place. Get out of the heat. Uh, hang out with my boy uh, Sunny Eclipse in there while he sings some uh, nice little tunes for you. It's it's a good relaxing spot. I love Sunny Eclipse. <laughs> Huge fan. I don't know that I've ever eaten Walt Disney World chicken nuggets. I have. Yes, you have. I can't think of yes, it. You when have. did we do it? Garrett has um, gotten like chicken nuggets before, or maybe tenders or something, and we'll finish them off for him. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it's I just been a long time. I guess time. it doesn't stand out. He doesn't. To me. He doesn't order them anymore. But I've definitely gotten because the bread. The only reason why I'm not a big fan of them there is because the breading is very, very thick. Yeah, I just. I, I guess maybe I've forgotten them on purpose or something. But I feel like I like I can't picture eating them right now. Um, I can. And you know the main reason is Adam. There's so much more. That the parks offer than chicken nuggets. I'm telling you. And you're really limiting yourself, my friend. Try some other things. Now, Lewis chimed in at Disney Pick a Day. He wants to know if you're going to get chicken proper, like chicken on a bone, Uh where can you get some of that chicken? So with that kind of chicken, I'd have to say I'm not a huge fan of the chicken fried proper, Mm -hmm. um, but we do go from time to time to Chef Art Smith's Homecoming, Disney Springs. They've got some solid food there. Um, if anything, I've heard that is a, a pretty good place to go and check out some, some good fried chicken. Uh, outside of that, um, 
I don't I don't really know of any like right off the top of my head. Yeah, Chef Art Smith's is the one that I was thinking of too, and we have had the fried chicken there. Yeah, and it was good. It was good. I was gonna say, you know, I I've been talking about it a lot, but Diamond Horseshoe, they have that chicken there. Didn't they have the smoked chicken? Yeah, but it's not fried chicken. Oh well, it has to be fried. Well, maybe he didn't specify fried. I thought it was. You're just You're right. Bone. It's just chicken on the bone. You're right. And that's well. A, that's a really good one. Well, if we're just talking chicken on the bone, Regal Eagle, Regal Eagle, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Regal Eagle's delicious. It is delicious. Get you that half smoked chicken. So is Diamond Horseshoe. It is. Yeah, I had fried chicken on the mind. But you know what? Who doesn't have fried? Well, we just heard Nick doesn't have fried chicken on the mind. Yeah, apparently. Nick, you're not a Southern boy. It's obvious. <laughs> no, sadly, I'm not. So <laughs> uh, on that note, usually like I was pretty stoked on this last trip we took on Disney's expanding their vegetarian and vegan options. Mm-hmm. Like I was eating that a, a whole lot more. Oh, interesting. Uh, this last trip. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got jackfruit burger at yeah, Regal Eagle. Absolutely. That looks amazing. Yeah. I've heard good things about it, too. By the way. Speaking of, I really want to try jackfruit. And whenever I was in the grocery store today, they have giant jackfruit for sale at Publix. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I hear it's stinky. It is stinky from what I hear, too. Yeah. I haven't had it yet. But But it tastes delicious. I'm not going to buy a whole jackfruit, but they do sell it cut, too. I'm going to get some. Okay. All right. All right, Lewis, hope that answers your question. I, I definitely recommend, if you if you haven't done it yet, Regal Eagle is a good stop. I took it on a tangent, Lewis. You'll have to try some jackfruit with us one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, this question comes from Mickey Pops Monorail Socks. And I this is this is a Twitter account, at MPopsMSocks. We've been connected with them for a very long time, and we've got some monorail synergy going on with, with them, which I really appreciate. Uh, but this comes from, I, I'm sorry, I think your name is Leah. It's Leah. Is It yes. could be Lee. No, it's Leah. That's Leah. Okay. So L-E-A-H it comes from. L-E-A-H. It comes from Leah. And she says, hey, Nick, we always try to eat at new quick service restaurants every trip, but always resort to our favorites anyway, Casey's and Captain Cook's. What's your favorite quick service that's a hidden gem and kid friendly in or out of the parks? Thanks. What do you think, Nick? All right, so I've got a few different ones, and I don't know why I read that, I don't know, maybe two or three times, and I was just thinking resorts only. So that's <laughs> kind of where I was going for with the resorts. All right. uh, I'll give you a couple of our favorites, as well as some of the ones that are on our top five list, top couple list on what we're going to try within the next trip or two. Okay. Um, so with this one... First off, this will go back to my girls. I asked my girls this question immediately without thought. They went to Landscapes of Flavors. They really liked that place. There was a lot of different options for them and varieties, and they really enjoyed that as far as the the kids' perspective. Yes, at the Art of Animation Resort, it's literally the best cafeteria on property, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. They have a lot of options. It's it's not a bad one. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All right, so as far as some new ones, if they are, if she is going to Captain Cook's, and she's already on the monorail line, the the one we went to recently was Contempo Cafe and the uh, Contemporary Resort. And this one, the food's good, but I think the ambiance is one thing that will blow the kids' minds. Like, you get to that with the monorail that goes into the actual hotel, 
And then once you're out there eating your food, you see them stop right over your head, like right next to you. It's it's pretty wild to see. My my girls had a good time That's there, awesome. and you know, just sitting back with a little cup of coffee. It's it's nice just watching the monorail go by while you're in the air conditioned and quiet. It's it's pretty cool. The other one that my wife and I really enjoy, and we try to go there as much as we can, is both at Port Orleans Riverside as well as French Quarter. So the Riverside Mill Food Court, as well as the Sasagula uh, Floatworks hmm. Food Factory. So those two are within walking distance of each other or a short boat ride of each other. And they both have a lot of the like the southern southern options for the jambalaya, the po'boys, things like that. And one of the best things that we love going there for, it's got to be the Mickey beignets over go. at French Quarter. <laughs> Those are really good, really phenomenal. You can get them with or without alcohol. I think they still have the alcohol. The ones, yeah, they do. Yeah, the fireball so are, ones. Yeah. So those are a nice little little tasty treat at, at the end of the night. So those are pretty good. Um, two of the ones that we really are looking forward to do that are on our list that we just have to go there and cross them off. I hear nothing but good things about uh, the Grand Floridian Cafe. Mm. So that one's pretty good. They have a lot of different options. The scenery is really cool. We love the Grand Floridian Resort. We just haven't stayed long enough to eat there. Uh, my wife always goes shopping. So I try to get out of there as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The other one is over at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, Geyser Point. You guys have been to Geyser yes, Point, right? Yes, we love Geyser it's Point. It's so good. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, just sitting out there with your food, get a little drink, and you know that open air bar that that just looks phenomenal. Yeah, uh, so it's great. It's very comfy. Great that if you don't sit at the bar, you're sitting on like big comfy chairs, and yeah. um, it's more like a um, lounge. It's an outdoor lounge for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. It's nice. So, what about you guys? You guys have any? hidden gems uh, now that you've been down there and got to explore a lot more? Yeah, I mean, I know it's not a hidden gem, but since she was saying that they always go to Casey's and Captain Cook's, I tend to always end up thinking of the... Uh, I was thinking over at Epcot in the Land Pavilion, you gotta go down oh, to to the Sunshine Seasons. seasons. Yeah. Um, because there's that a lot of... Awesome. It's great. There's a lot of options there. Um, I know it's not a hidden gem, but I think it's overlooked just because there's a lot of great food in World Showcase. Yeah. Um, so and, and plus, it's in the nice air-conditioned building. There's mm -hmm. always a place you can find to sit where... You can't always say that about some of the other quick service locations in World Showcase, so... So I just think that's something you should you shouldn't take for granted. I wanted to mention a place that we just uh, recently found and we love it. Spoiler alert: my next two recommendations are tater tot related. So <laughs> Friar's Nook in the Magic Kingdom has yeah. like fancy tater tots that you can get buffalo or you can get the uh, chili cheese tots, and they are so good. I mean, I know that my, that might sound like kind of a heavy thing on a hot day, but I'm telling you. It's delicious. It's okay. You'll live. Yeah, they're very, very, very good. And then I would also tell you, if you like the tots, this is also not a hidden gem, but Woody's Lunchbox has some of the best quick service food, and you can get those tachos, mm -hmm. and that's, you know, Chicken Nugget, our resident, you know, not Chicken Nugget lover. He loves the tachos. I think that's his favorite quick service thing. I think so. Finally, it starts and ends with Ronto Wraps. That's the quick service item. Yeah, those are awesome. You can get them breakfast or lunch, dinner ones, yeah. and they're very good. Yeah. 
So those are those are some of my Rontos. Where do you get those? Is that that's uh, Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, Ronto Roasters and Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, man makes my mouth water. We already ate dinner, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, yep, <laughs> oh, I don't want to eat. I anything. could put one away right now. No, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good options. I would just say, you know. Open open up the old uh, My Disney Experience app and look at some of those menus when you have a moment waiting in line or something because you'd be surprised that like some of the specialties that the quick service locations sell like you know absolutely can you go quick service at you know at any point and get nuggets and a burger yeah sure but also there are so many other options out there um, and a lot of good stuff and stuff that I think the kids would like too go get you that chicken and waffle from Sleepy Hollow. That's oh, good. that's amazing right there. That's good, too. All right. This one comes from Pixie Dust PhD at Pixie Dust PhD. And she said, oh, this is going back to a previous question, but how has the addition of the Skyliner changed your recommendation and booking rates? So are people booking at a higher rate? Are you finding Caribbean Beach to be more popular? Is this edging out Port Orleans or Port Orleans French Quarter, in your opinion, based on the Skyliner access? Yeah, and just with the moderate resort consideration, I, I think it definitely does because I think before even the Skyliner opened, Caribbean Beach was going through a reimagination with the whole Riviera expanding right next to it. So I think they redid their pool. They had the new uh, food offerings, uh, Sebastian's restaurant. I've heard nothing but good things about that. And being on the monorail line, the efficiency of how you just – get on and off of that. I had a, a couple just recently, uh, they were older, they went with their older kids, they had to go to Star Wars land, and their experience with the Skyliner, I mean, you guys can attest to this too, from what they were telling me, is it's it's you know a constant loading thing, so the line doesn't you know, just sit there like when it, with a bus. I mean, you, once the bus comes in, especially at the end of the night, you move up a lot, and then you just sit there for you know, another 15, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes sometimes. But with that consistently loading Skyliner, I mean, you're constantly moving, constantly getting on and off. So I think it's a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I think that it kind of elevates the game of the Caribbean Beach right now being a little bit more popular than Port Orleans Riverside as well as French Quarter. They're very nice. Both of those resorts, very nice. We love going to them. But that's one of the biggest gripes that I have is just – the lack of transportation options getting to the parks is that's all you got is the bus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I definitely think it makes a difference for Caribbean beach. Yeah. I think so too, especially that Caribbean beach is the hub for the Skyliner. So you don't have to transfer, you know, you want to go to Hollywood studios or Epcot, you hop on it. It's one line. I mean, of course going to Epcot, you go through the Riviera, but it's, it's, you don't have to stop. You don't have to get off. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge Skyliner fan. They've got Skyliner merch in like all of the Disney souvenir shops right now. And I always stop. I'm like, I want to buy this shirt. I want to buy this water bottle. I want to buy the socks. Like, I just want to be decked out in Skyliner gear. I love just it. Just do it. I'm going to do it. But you going to get the bucket too? I, I, we need the popcorn bucket. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, we got to get that popcorn bucket. Thank you. Speaking of efficient, that's the most efficient popcorn bucket in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no kidding. It has space for uh, for popcorn. Yeah, it's shaped like a popcorn. Not the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I can't believe people are buying that. I'm like, <laughs> you're getting so, ripped off. It's so impractical. Yeah. It makes no sense. Oh, well. Get that Skyliner bucket, people. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I think, and you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm not handling other people's vacations, but it has, I really think it has changed the game. And as they continue to work out the kinks with the Skyliner, it's so, I've never seen a super long line, like leaving Disney, Disney's Hollywood studios, like after Fantasmic, I went out to check out the Skyliner line and it looks long, but like you said, it's constantly moving and constantly loading. It does not take that long to get on. And then once you're on, you're gone and you're good. You're all set. You're not just standing there. Like when is that next bus coming? So yeah, it's great. I would love to see them expand it. I really think that they need to go ahead and, and connect Animal Kingdom to somewhere with a yeah. Skyliner line. They need something yeah. and more than just buses. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would help out the uh, Animal Kingdom as well. And then with some plans, I mean, how many how many rumors you want to talk about? But they were talking about expanding uh, Zootopia into Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, Skyliners oh, yeah, are in Zootopia. Exactly. So why not just make it a thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they have Zootopia characters on Skyliner buckets. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it works. Our good friend Donna at iWindex911, um, she says, Hi there. Are there hotels off Walt Disney World property that have transportation to the parks, and are they typically less expensive than staying in the Disney bubble? The answer is yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, you about summed it up. Uh, I guess on to the next one. <laughs> but no, if we can expand on that yeah. just a bit. Sure. So, the, like you said, the answer is yes and yes, but I, I can't stress it enough that not all hotel transportation is created equal the one thing that i can tell her is that with the hotels that are slightly off walt disney world property and technically not on the resort there is a select few of them that get the quote-unquote good neighbor status and those resorts those hotels are inspected they have cast members that come by periodically and just kind of take a take a survey of the resort to make sure that their uh, all their staff is held to a certain standard, the cleanliness of the resort, the how much care that they're taking of their guests, that's held to a, an elevated standard compared to other resorts. So then they get that good neighbor status. Along with that good neighbor status, then they get some of the perks that people get when you are staying on property, such as the Fast Pass Plus reservations. You get that uh, 60 days in advance instead of if you stay further offsite. That's only 30. You get access to the extra magic hours, whether it be before or after. And then for the biggest convenience of it is they're a lot closer to Walt Disney World. So a majority of them are within walking distance right across the street from Disney Springs. So if you just make it over there, then you have all the access to the Disney transportation. Uh, One of the other things to consider just to go off with Uh, the transportation piece of it. And Sam, I know you experienced this way back when you initially went. Um, They don't always tell you when they're going to stop the the transportation shuttles to and from. So sometimes if you're there in Magic Kingdom, it's a busy day, you watch Happily Ever After, and then you're trying to hightail it out of there. So is thousands of other people. So it's not nearly as fast as you want it to. So let's say for argument's sake, you miss your that last shuttle that's going to pick you up. Well, now what are you going to do? Well, now in the days of the apps for Uber and Lyft, I mean, it's a lot easier to get to and from if you miss that shuttle 
then I mean, you might be out what 10, 20, 20 bucks just to get from Magic Kingdom over to whatever resort you're staying at. So it's not as much of an issue as it's been in the past. Just those are cheaper options staying off site. The good neighbor ones are a little more expensive than the other ones, but it's a, a definitely an elevated value. You get a lot more of what you pay for and a lot more of the Disney parks because they have, they, they care for their guests a little bit, a whole lot better than some of the other ones as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and Donna, what I would recommend to you is if you want to explore all those options, you need to just get in touch with Nick and he can help you with all that. He will help you with all yeah. that. Yeah, you got it. And some of those good neighbor resorts, sometimes they have different specials that if you go look them up kind of on your own, there's a lot of digging that you have to do just to find out, you know, what kind of perks and what kind of different deals that they have. And for us as travel agents, I mean, that's just one little click down of a drop down menu and all that stuff is just right there for us. It's a whole lot easier. So we can give you the quote if you want to stay on site. At a value resort, you want to stay offsite at a good neighbor versus offsite at somewhere else. We can take care of all that stuff for you and get it all in one sheet so we can, you know, really tease out what is the best benefit for you. Because the other thing that you have to consider staying offsite, there's no magical express taking you to and from. And that even applies to the good neighbor. You also have to find a way to get to and from your airport to your resort. So that's another added cost that you have to consider that, yeah, it's that's another thing that you're paying for. Rather, if you stay on site at Disney, that's already included in the cost. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of stuff to consider. So, um, again, let Nick worry about it. You don't need to worry about all that. <laughs> I'll take care of all of it for you. Yep. All right. Hopefully, you'll hear from Donna soon. All right. We got two more. Now, we're going to hop on over to Facebook, where our good friend Keenan from Part of Our World podcast had a question for us. This one says, if you could have all of your clients understand one thing about taking a Disney vacation before they use your service, what would it be? Well, let, let me see. So I wrote down a few different ideas. And one of the things that I always came back to is myself and a lot of other travel agents that specialize in selling and booking Disney travel. We have been down many different times. We all have a very good love for Disney. We breathe, eat, love eating Disney food, <laughs> anything we do, we're all really Disney into everything. And myself personally, when it really kind of hit me with that Disney magic, I was down there. We had two girls at the time. Uh, my older one, I think she was maybe six, seven. We went in to see, we went in to meet Tinkerbell. And as you're going through to meet Tinkerbell, they take you through this back line and then they shrink your party down a little bit more. And then they take you in this back room where the doors on both sides close and this cast member's in there and they say, you know, in order to meet Tinkerbell, we're way too big. We have to shrink down to Tinkerbell's size. So he threw his hands up. And then as soon as he did that, the whole room just started glowing like pixie dust was falling. And he said, okay, now that we're the appropriate size, the door opened right behind him. Let's go meet Tinkerbell. So once we went back there, Everything was big. Tinkerbell was there. My girls were oohing and aahing, <laughs> hugging and talking to Tinkerbell. And then when we left, as soon as we walked out into the gift shop, my daughter just stops and she's looking around. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? The, we got to go this way. She's like, I did not even feel myself get big. Like, when did that happen? Uh, that just kind of blew me away. So yeah. if I can 
help people experience that Disney magic, you're only going to get that for certain periods of time with kids. Mm -hmm. It's different for kids. Me and my wife have been out there uh, for our honeymoon, celebrating our 10 year. That kind of magic is different with just us experiencing the parks as adults, resorts. But if we can share, if I can get that experience for different people, that's what I want to do. It's so overwhelming to plan those trips. I want to make it as easy as possible so you can have those little wow moments and just appreciate what your kids are getting out of Disney and seeing it through their eyes. Because once we hit certain ages as adults, we don't look at the world like that anymore. Yeah. And it's it's just really cool to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Touching. It is touching. Oh, look yeah. at you. Very sweet. So I'm going to jump into our email box here. We, we got an email from Nicole Meadows. And what Nicole wants to know is, uh, as she says, it's a question for all of us. So she says... This November, my parents will be taking my sister, my husband, and two of his best friends to Disney World to celebrate their 45th wedding anniversary. That's amazing. They went to Epcot back in 1982 when it first opened. They haven't been back since. Both of them are extremely happy and excited to go back, while us kids are excited to share this experience with them as well. I guess my question would be, what is some advice for traveling to Disney World with older fans slash guests? My dad sometimes has a hard time walking for long periods of time, but they're not expecting to rope drop and stay till closing like us kids are either. We're staying at Boardwalk Inn as well. Any tips or suggestions? Thank you. Go nice. get a kitchen sink from be Beaches and Cream. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry about the food. It, it's good, but it's not like, I love this food, but that, that kitchen sink is awesome. It is good. Where's okay, that the, was mine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice, though. Good advice. The <laughs> kitchen sink, there should be enough of them that they can they finish can knock it. knock it out, yeah. Point. Yeah. So I, I think um, from what they were saying, if they're going with some older adults, November is definitely a good month to do it in because it's definitely not as hot. Um, a lot of schools are in session. Depending on when they're going, maybe it's – hopefully it's earlier in the month so they don't have to worry about – the Thanksgiving breaks around that time. Plus, if it is earlier in the month, they might be able to take advantage of the food and wine festival. Yep, so yep. with, you know, older adults that might not be as energetic and, you know, the, not as into walking a long distance. They're that'll energetic. Be nice to <laughs> well, some more than others. Yeah, maybe. I'm just Cause picking. Because yeah. I think, and yeah, just get, don't, don't hold me to the, to this or uh, give me the business too much, but I think going with older adults and we went with uh, some older adults, my wife's grandmother, she was in her mid to late seventies. We when we went and going with younger kids, there's, there's a lot of similarities for how you tour the parks with them. Uh, the options for electric vehicles to kind of get around the parks efficiently. I know some people are, okay with that others just are not into it mm -hmm. so taking your time taking breaks midday taking breaks throughout your resort your walk-in so for food and wine if you are walking around there you know just enjoy the ambiance enjoy uh the areas you're at enjoy the food the drinks you know stop often and just enjoy everything out there uh that's another good part about being down there in walt disney world 
it's designed so everybody can enjoy the experience. It's not just um, these roller coasters are built for mainly target audiences, younger individuals, and especially in Epcot. There's a lot of different rides, attractions. You can slow down, take your time, and everybody can experience that together. So taking yeah. breaks, uh, that that's kind of the biggest thing that I'd have to say. Slow it down a little bit and ease into it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think, first of all, they're staying at a great place. The Boardwalk Inn, they'll be able to step out, hop on a boat, and go directly to Epcot or to Hollywood Studios if they want to, either one. And going into Epcot... They're going to get to go in that international gateway, which means they're already at World Showcase. It's perfect. So I think it's a great piece of advice to like, you're going to be there during food and wine. You know, make sure you're just taking it slow, finding those benches, finding the shady spots, taking advantage of all those food options and drink options. And you know what? Don't take for granted that a lot of these pavilions have places you can go inside and enjoy some air conditioning and do some shopping and explore. Now, they haven't been since 82. The good news is World Showcase is going to be pretty similar to what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Future, Everything else good, is different. Future World's totally different. Um, and that might be a good or a bad thing for them. But, but yeah, I, I think that they could really make a lot of uh, good memories and, and get a lot of mileage out of World Showcase. I think um, one other thing, you know... My mom, I took my mom to Disney and, you know, my mom, she doesn't have like the best um, back and neck right now. Um, and so she has never really been able to ride roller coasters or anything like that. But I took her on Pirates of the Caribbean and like just that little drop in the water, it doesn't jerk you or anything really, but you you go pretty quick down the drop and you get splashed a little like that made her day because she didn't think she could ride something like that because of her neck but it wasn't jerky enough to cause her pain so that's how that's like kind of the magic of disney because you still get those they're not like thrill rides but they're a little exciting parts to it that doesn't yeah. hurt you know so, yeah so take them on those those like Frozen. That's yeah, I was going to say one. Frozen would be a good one. Yeah. or And then you got to go to the shows. Watch those shows. Oh, my gosh. The shows are so much fun. Yeah. Go see the Frozen Ever After in Hollywood Studios. The <laughs> You'll laugh. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. If it can make me laugh, everyone should laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take advantage of the shows. Definitely. Yeah. There's there's plenty to do, to do but I really, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's... Um, condescending or anything to say like think about it the way you would if you were traveling with small children like how do you build in breaks how do you make sure that you're you know getting the right amount of food and water and shade and all that kind of because it's november yeah it's going to cool off but it's still going to be hot yeah i think you just Um, instead of worrying about too much of it make sure you get them lots of alcohol (laughs) well that's i guess that's the advantage that's the big difference you can give the old the older folks some alcohol babies Get him some shots of fireball and let the party begin. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice, too. Yeah, there's a lot of bars around Disney. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to uh, Nick, you were talking about the, the ECVs. One of the things you could do, because the ECVs are a little more expensive to rent, you could always rent a wheelchair and just kind of push it around with you. You could keep your bags in it and stuff. They don't necessarily have to sit in it yeah. the whole time. Or they could, but you've got you it know, if you need it. You know, People can alternate. You yeah. can invite me and push me around. 
but but it's just you know an option to have with you. We that's what we did for her mom. Mm-hmm. Is when when we went in the parks, we got a wheelchair for her, and she didn't use it the whole time. But when we need when she needed it, it was there. Right. And so it was it was kind of a nice to have thing. Yeah, we were able to stick it outside of places, and she could walk in. You know. But my mom can't walk for a long time, so she needed something to be able to keep going for the day, and it was like fifteen bucks or ten or something. Well, you get you get a refund, right? So you have to make a deposit, which I think is no, that's only at Disney Springs. Oh, that's at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you and when you drop off the wheelchair, you can leave it anywhere. And yeah, pick and it up. people do. Yeah, you can just leave it wherever. <laughs> they'll they'll bring it back. You don't have to worry about it, and it's only fifteen dollars. They okay. don't think you're gonna steal their wheelchairs, I guess. Right. So, well, very good. This has been a lot of fun, and yeah. I want to take a second to just thank everybody for sending the questions in. Um, you know, th- this whole segment works so much better when we do have questions from you, and, and hopefully, the we've given you some information that's going to be helpful to you. And and great news if you had more questions while we were going through and answering the questions we had, we're going to do this again, Yay. you know, next month. So go ahead and start sending those questions in, use the email, use the voicemail, whatever means you want to send. Um, now this month I did a special thing because it was our first time doing this. And I said, I was going to do a giveaway. And for those of you who got your questions in prior to that Wednesday midnight deadline, I'm putting your name into a drawing and we will select a winner which I will announce after the credit. No, right before the credits of the show. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm not going to make them listen to the whole credits if they don't want to. I'll do it. I'll do it right before the credits. So nobody listens to the credits. Well, I don't. Yeah, I know. So, but you know, sometimes it's like, well, there might be Easter eggs. If, I will tell you this: if you never listen to the credits of this show, there's a chance you've missed some hidden sounds because there are sometimes bloopers. That are tucked in after those credits. Probably me acting ridiculous. Sometimes it's the kids. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's me. Who knows? Sometimes it's Landon. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. That might be, you know. Those are sometimes a little risque. I was going to say, you might want to make sure the kids turn around yeah. if it's Landon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there's reason to listen to, to the credits. Yeah. It's like a Marvel movie. You never know. You got to wait. Marvel has trained us. You cannot leave a theater until the credits are done. It doesn't matter if it's a Marvel movie or not. You have to do it for every film now. It, even the Sonic movie had a post-credit scene. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, and the Sonic movie was fun. It was good, guys. Go watch it. Not so Disney. Not, it's not. It's not Disney. No, but that's okay. See, we talk about other things sometimes. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the show. I love the fact that we were able to do this. I'm looking forward and I'm excited about the fact that we're going to make this a regular thing now. So congratulations on your segment. And (laughs) thanks for having me on, guys. This is awesome. And uh, I can't wait to do it next month. Yeah, we'll do it all again. So exciting. Between now and then, if you want to plan a Disney vacation, but you want to alleviate yourself of the headache of doing so... You need to talk to Nick. So, Nick, tell them how they can find you. So, you can get in touch with me on Twitter. If you follow me, I'm at TTA underscore team underscore lead. Uh, Check me out there. You can shoot me a message, direct message, and get in touch with me that way. I've also got, um, let's see, my email address. It is nick.salcedo 
and that's spelled S-A-L-C-E-D-O, and that's at Capture the Magic Vacations. Uh, you can send me an email there. Look me up on Facebook. Uh, that handle there is the Vacation Dude. That's on Facebook, and any of those different ways you get in touch with me, and we can plan this trip and get you going to Disney World. Now, how much are you going to charge them to plan their trip, Nick? That's what people want to know. Well, I'm glad you asked that question there, Justin, because if you seek my services, it is absolutely zero money. What? Zero money at all. It is a free service that we do, and everything that uh, we talk about is, as far as the price goes, my goal is to get you down to Disney World as cheaply as possible with the deals that Disney has out there. So we want a good quality trip, but I don't want you to overpay for it. So I'll make sure that we do what we can if we book as of right now for a December trip and Disney comes out in July with uh, different rates for their December trips, then I will rebook everything and make sure you take uh, take advantage of that deal so you can spend a little bit more on snacks and some uh, popcorn buckets if you'd like. Absolutely. Yeah. Skyliner popcorn buckets. Buy me snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is true, people. I know that you hear that, and you may be thinking to yourself, okay, he says that it's free, but it's not really free. No, it really is. Yeah. It's no cost to you. You need to just work with Nick, because Disney will take care of Nick. It's no charge to you. So you're all good. So get in touch with him. Do it. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail on all of the other things. You can email us Monday Morning Monorail at gmail.com. We have a website, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast.com, and a voicemail, 407 917 2144. Any parting thoughts, Sam? Um, no. Nope. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> and party on, dudes. <laughs> party on, dudes. It is now time to select a winner from those of you that submitted a question for Nick this week. And again, the winner will receive two exclusive items from the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Those cool silicone reusable straws and, and the keychain with Mickey that has a spinner and signs and all sorts of things. They're very cool items. I'll post a picture of them on the Twitter this week. We have eight possible winners this week, so that's a pretty good chance. Landon is not included because he is part of the fam and therefore cannot win a prize. But I took those eight names. I used the Will of Names from willofnames.com. It's a randomizer. You're all on there now, and I am going to spin the wheel. Good luck to everybody. Here we go. The winner is... Nicole! Congratulations, Nicole. We will get in touch with you so we can get your address and get your information so we can send these items to you in short order. Thank you so much to all of you for submitting a question this week. We're going to do this again next month. And who knows, I might be convinced to do another drawing. We'll see. Until then, have a great and magical week, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all.